It's 731 Ira on Sports. I'm Mike Balsamo. This is True Oldie. So I'm to bring in our guest. He is Shamit Jenner from Finsider. Uh, Shamit, thank you so much for joining us. This is Mike. I've got Ira here as well, and I'll turn you over in a second. But, you know, obviously you're a big Dolphins fan. You follow them. You you write about them. Did you think that this team could really be 3-0 and right now? Because I don't think many people across the country did. To be honest, uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I thought going into the season that if we could get out of the first three games at two and one, um, we'd be in good shape for the season. And then if from four games, if we came out two and two, then I think, you know, we, that would have been a good start considering we've played, you know, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh on the Ravens, and then probably the best team in the NFL in Buffalo. Um, I just think that something has clicked this season with the Dolphins and, you know, expectations, you know, in Miami were that we're going to be a playoff team, but I didn't think, I don't think anybody thought, you know, we'd be three and zero at this point and the number one seed in the AFC. Love the honesty, Ira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the question. I mean, it seems like they've been trying. The funny thing I said about Tua was that everybody was trying to trade Deshaun Watson for Tua. Like, if I was Houston. I would have made that trade. I mean, they could have got a ton of draft picks and you would have got two of your quarterback and you could have then built around it. They didn't want to make that trade, but but it seems like nobody wanted two and nobody believed in Tua, um, except who do you think believes? I mean, is it, where is, but it seems like the players believed in him to some extent. Tyreek Hill certainly believed him <laughs> in him. So where is this belief from yeah. Tua coming from? I think it uh, now it's from the coach. I think Brian Flores probably never wanted Tua, and I think Tua felt that. Um, you could see his demeanor during practices and games. It just it just wasn't the same Tua we saw at Alabama. Whereas now with McDaniel, you have somebody that's all in on Tua, and it's somebody that every game is you know convincing Tua, hey, you're my guy, you're my guy. I don't care if you make a mistake, I'll put you back out there. You know, Flores had a habit of yanking Tua from games, and. I don't know what that does to a young quarterback's confidence. Whereas McDaniel, you know, in the Ravens game, we were down 21. And McDaniel's like, no, I'm going to keep two in. I'm going to take some shots down the field. I trust my guy. I trust my players. And I think that's rubbing off on Tua. And I think that's rubbing off on the rest of the team as well. Um, Robert Hunt said recently that Tua's been our guy since day one. And, you know, with all the stuff Tyreek has said, and um, it just seems the rest of the team is rallying around him in a way we haven't seen before. And I think that's a credit to the new coach, Mike McDaniel. You know, some of the times these assistant coaches leave other teams and they're like, well, maybe they weren't that smart. It seems like when you saw San Francisco last night, we're just talking about the Denver game. I mean, their offense is pathetic. Their team looks horrendous. And you're wondering, well, you know, maybe the genius behind the San Francisco offense might have been Mike McDaniel. Maybe so. I mean, because you look at how innovative the Dolphin offense is. And you mentioned about Tua being very cerebral. McDaniels, of course, is very, Mike McDaniels, very cerebral. I think that it seems like they're a perfect match in terms of uh, two as a young quarterback, that, but playing at like w- like looking at our defenses like Brady and Rodgers and those with uh, quarterbacks with much more experience. Yeah, Tua has always been more of a death by a thousand cuts type of quarterback. Um, more like a Breeze, less like a Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I think McDaniel, you know, is the type of coach that can get the best out of him. I will say that when we hired McDaniel, I was a little wary just because I, I'm not a big fan of hiring offensive coordinators from teams where the coach is already an offensive coach right. because they're not calling plays during games, right? Like you see with Nathaniel Hackett, he was the OC, but Matt LaFleur was calling plays and Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. So what is Hackett doing on game days? 
I think people are still questioning I, what Hackett is doing on game day. It seems like <laughs> the Denver Denver fans are asking that same question right now. I, that's the concern I had with McDaniel, and I think you know all those concerns have been alleviated. You know, he's not that. He's shown at least over three games that you know he can hold his own, and 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 more so. Um, what he's done to the Dolphins' offense over um, just three games has been you know nothing short of remarkable, considering how you know, flat this offense looked last year. You know, Tyreek Hill, when he would play for Kansas City and have an average game, like a three, I think he had three catches, 33 yards yesterday, uh, it seemed like he wasn't even happy. I mean, he seemed like one of those wide receivers that looked at stats. He looked ecstatic. I mean, I saw every interview he had. He was like, I don't care. We won. This is great. I'm so happy. I mean, this is clearly he has bought into this, whatever they're selling in terms of Tua and, and Waddle. And, and, and I think that's great when you have a star like Hill that goes has three for 33 and it's not saying, oh, I should get more patches. I should, he was as, he was as happy as if he had 20 catches for 500 yards. And I, I really think that's because of the coach. Because you won't find anyone who's worked under Mike McDaniel who has a bad word to say about him. Everyone that speaks about him speaks about him in you know glowing fashion. Like it's insane that you know, like you said, our star receiver had a bad game, and he's coming out after the game saying, you know, we're that team. Onto Cincinnati, we're going to be four and We're the best team. Like. That's not something we've ever seen in Miami. Like we've had, you know, number one receivers and Mike Wallace and and Brandon Marshall, but both of those guys had huge attitude problems in, in Miami. And Tyreek Hill has looked like, you know, he just flipped the switch completely. Yeah, um, oh yeah, no question. Um, I guess the other question was on defense. The, the Dolphin defense looked bad against Baltimore, but when they needed to play better, they stepped up. And against the Bills, sort of definitely a bend versus break defense. And we've just been talking about how, boy, in those, it just seemed like the Buffalo was right when they had a chance to score. They were able to stop them and not and not to score at all. So I, I, you got to, you know, whatever McDaniel's doing on defense in terms of, I think that it's working too because they're, they're at least keeping it in the game. Yeah, so recently, I think it's come out that Josh Boyer, the current defensive coordinator, was actually calling plays last season, even when Flores was here. Um, and we saw the same, you know, similar bend, don't break defense. Like, I think on Sunday, the Ravens, or sorry, the Bills ran like 90 plays, but they only had 17 points on offense. Um, and we had like multiple, you know, goal line stands. Um, that is, that was a concern for Dolphins fans, you know, with Flores leaving, how much of the defense drop off. And we've given up a lot of yards, but the points, you know, say for the, the Ravens game have been relatively low. We kept the Bills to 17 points, which is the lowest they've had since like December of last year. So I don't know what if McDaniel has any input or if it's just Josh Boyer, but whatever they're doing seems to be working. So, I mean, hopefully it continues for the rest of the season. And what about the running game? I mean, it seems like, you know, I think when McDaniel came over, people were like, oh, San Francisco, they just run the ball. They're, they have five different running backs. So the running game hasn't come in, but they've actually scored in the goal line. You know, the, the running backs are Edmund, who knows fantasy, knows Edmund's been scoring some touchdowns. Mostard, Mostard has got some touchdowns too. So it seems like he's he's putting that in a little bit, but it's just the use of everything from Jasicki to Waddle to Hill to the running back. It's, it's like you're getting attacked on all sides with their offensive scheme. Yeah. I think we've not seen the best of the running game yet. Um, I think McDaniel's plan long-term is to get the running game going in order to open up the play action. Um, we've seen a little bit of that so far this season. But I don't think there's been enough, like, it's, it's not the right game situation to run the ball. Like, we've been down, you know, big in the Ravens game, and then we were trailing the whole game versus Buffalo. So we haven't really seen 
you know, the running game that we expected with McDaniel coming from San Fran. But like you said, it doesn't matter for us so far. Like, McDaniel has shown that he can win in a number of different ways, and that's a sign of a really good team. That, yes, we can beat you on the ground. We can beat you in the air. We can beat you, you know, with our defense. And, you know, the running game, I think, will get better because Mostert is, you know, one of the league's fastest running backs. Chase Edmonds is really shifty, good in the, in the, in the pass-catching game. Um, so I think we'll see the running game improve. And then when the running game improves, in turn, I think the passing game will just get even better. So Thursday night is really shaping up. I mean, these Thursday night games, you, if you're a Dolphin fan, get your Amazon. I guess you watch it over the air if you're in Miami. But um, it, what a great game in terms of Cincinnati. You almost have the LSU Burrow Chase connection against Tua and Waddle when they faced in the 2019 game at Alabama and LSU. But is Miami going to fly up there early because of the hurricane? And what and do you think it's going to be hard for them after this humongous win, this great win over Buffalo, to be able to turn around and play on a Thursday night game, which is hard for seems for a lot of teams? I think it's going to be tough. I mean, Thursday night football already, you're on a short week. Um, I think the home team wins, like, I want to say 60% of Thursday night football games. Don't quote me on that, but it's somewhere around that number. Um, I, I think it'll be a tough game just because, I mean, I don't know if they're flying up early. I know the Buccaneers are using the Dolphins facility already um, because the hurricane is going to hit Tampa. Um, it, it'll, it'll be an interesting game because on paper, the Bengals are probably the weakest coach and opponent we've played so far, but it's also on the road. They're coming off a decent win of the Jets. And, you know, we've had two really emotional victories in a row. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, you know, the, the wheels come off the, uh, the train a little bit. Um, I think we match up well against Cincinnati. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if we can hold a lead instead of always chasing the game and if that affects how McDaniel calls plays. Um, it should be a really good game. Uh, I think the Bengals are favored right now, um, opening odds-wise. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I just think um, with this new offense, the Dolphins always have a chance which is not something I've ever said in my lifetime <laughs> as a Dolphins fan, yes. that we have a chance in every game we play. I feel like... Devontae Parker did not give you a lot of hope as a wide receiver. <laughs> Even though it was funny, on the day that the Dolphins won, Devontae Parker, I think, had his best game. And like, someone who had Devontae in his fantasy for like three years in a row for some reason, he had his best day yesterday for the New England Patriots. But uh... Yeah, that's, that was funny, yeah. So, well, anyway, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you for this insight on terms of the Miami Dolphins. I know I was at a sports bar on Sunday, and it went crazy. And it's fun when you're in South Florida. We had uh, Marshall John Fisher, who wrote a book on called 72 and O, uh, 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 17 and O about the 72 Dolphins. And to think that, wouldn't it be funny if the Dolphins went undefeated? Like, the Dolphins' record <laughs> of going undefeated 50 oh, years 50 later. Years, yeah. Don't tempt me. 